Coming up, getting back to basics about how to successfully date for marriage. Welcome, everybody, to At Home in Jerusalem, the podcast on Aish.com. I'm Heather Dean, and this is the place where each week well-known speakers and authors drop by for a visit and share important insights from the Torah that will make home life better. And this week, Aish.com's very own dating advice columnists, Rosie Einhorn and Sherry Zimmerman, are back on the podcast, and this time to discuss how to successfully date for marriage. Rosie and Sherry are the co-founders of Sasan Vesimcha, a nonprofit organization that helps Jewish singles everywhere. Sasan Vesimcha's website has a wealth of useful resources, articles, and details about their books. And you can check it all out by visiting jewishdatingandmarriage.com. That's jewishdatingandmarriage.com. Welcome back, Rosie Einhorn and Sherry Zimmerman to At Home in Jerusalem. Hi, Heather. It's good to be back. It's great to be back, Heather. Okay. Not only are you both longtime therapists and dating mentors, but for many years, you've also run workshops that teach other people how to be a dating mentor. So let's first get your perspectives on the difference between casual dating and dating for marriage. This is Rosie. The purpose of casual dating is to have fun, have a good time, see if you're attracted to each other, chemistry, Mm -hmm. and there's no other purpose. It will not generally not lead to anything else but having a good time. Dating for marriage is extremely different. You are looking for the person that you want to build your life with. Even though attraction and chemistry are important, they may take time to develop, and you know that it might take time to develop. Um, The first things you look for are common goals and values, personal qualities that are important to you. And then you date to see what develops. Okay. And, you know, you run the workshops that I mentioned about dating, mentoring. So why should someone consider having a dating mentor? Many times people make the same mistakes over and over again. They feel that if they meet somebody they like, if it's a good person, then they can continue and get married to them. But many times they get confused. They don't know what they're doing on the dates. Mm -hmm. And it really helps to have somebody, a married person Mm -hmm. who has time to spare to sit and go over the dates. Right, right. The married person probably from their perspective can also know, look, this uh, this really is a minor thing, major thing, a red flag. That's absolutely correct. Okay. You know, also when someone's dating and they're so excited about the person that they're dating, they may want to share it with everybody that they know. So is there like a cutoff? Are there just certain people, maybe the number of people that you advise singles not consider sharing? It's extremely important to have one dating mentor. The more opinions you have, the more mixed up you're going to get. The more people you tell, your roommates, your friends, they each have a different opinion. So by the time you go on the next date, you're so confused, you're not even able to see straight. Mm -hmm. Are there any pointers that can help people who are dating for marriage build a connection? And also tell me a little bit about what that means, building a connection. This is Sherry. So let's start with building a connection. Ultimately, we want to have a quality called emotional intimacy with the person we marry. It's more than friendship. Uh, It's trusting. 
It's wanting to share part of yourself. It's wanting to share experiences together. And it's wanting to be able to uh, unburden yourself about a difficulty and get an empathic response. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in order to do that, um, we have to realize that it's not going to happen instantly. Some people have chemistry right away and they feel they can talk to the other person. That's great. It doesn't always mean that's the right person for you. It means you have great chemistry. But many people who find that the person they marry is someone they didn't initially have a great connection with, it's something that took some time to build. So uh, if you have the expectation when you're dating that I'm going to meet somebody who has a lot of the qualities I'm looking for. I'm just going to, you know, see what this person is like Mm -hmm. and see if I'd like to continue to find out about them and just have a decent experience the first couple of times we go out. That's a much more realistic attitude than, wow, I want to feel it right away. Right, right, right. Going back to when you teach people to be dating mentors. So this idea of um, a a person might be bursting to tell this great person they're dating, um, something, uh, personal or whatever, build emotional intimacy, but this thing about a dating mentor, so they, they can advise the person realistically as an objective, you know, uh, but, and caring person, not yet. Right. So you want the emotional connection, but you also have to know not yet. A mentor can help a person know how to pace themselves, Mm -hmm. to guide someone and tell them you're reading too much into it. You're analyzing too much. Mm -hmm. I've had women call me up and say, should I ask him after the second date, where is this going? All right. You know, that's death. That's death of any potential relationship. One of your most golden pieces of advice that seems to stand the test of time is to stagger your dates. Stagger your dates. So can you explain what that means and what's the advantage of staggering our dates? Staggering dates means that you should not ideally be dating four times a week, five times a week, seeing each other as much as you can while the relationship is still developing. Ideally, twice a week gives you the right amount of momentum and enough time to subconsciously process what's going on. I find that a lot of women really need to live their lives working, going to school, paying their bills, having their, you know, connections with the community and with friends, and at the same time be dating. If they get overwhelmed with dating, what happens is that eventually they start to feel ambivalent because it's just too much overload. They don't realize how much processing they're doing unconsciously. Can I just ask you, so if if someone is in the moment, though, they, that maybe they haven't gotten to that point where they're having the, this kind of burnout, but they're in the midst of, wow, our chemistry is so amazing, and if, if this person's going to ask me out the very next night maybe uh you know he, he may drop me if if i if i don't see him the next night when he asks right so if you could just um to step back to when the person is in the thick of it and and doesn't want to stagger for fear of losing the person or you know occasionally one a second date right after a first date or you know it's fine but you can't okay. do it on a sustained basis that's okay. what i'm talking about and it's also important sometimes people date when they're geographically apart mm-hmm. so some Somebody will, in the middle of a relationship, will go to the other city to spend a week. They can't be with each other all the time. They each need downtime. All right? So they have to do some planning for other activities as well because I have seen relationships with really good potential go the wrong way because they owe what we call over dating Mm -hmm. and also dating infrequently being geographically apart or even an hour apart and only being able to see each other once a week is also hard that kind of momentum is also not so great 
one of the things we were talking about as we were planning this conversation about dating successfully for marriage is the idea of knowing yourself, right? Knowing yourself and where you are going. So what do you want the listeners to understand about if you've been dating a while and want, and maybe you need to reevaluate where you are and who you are and where you're going? So just let us know, why is this a critical part of the formula to successfully dating for marriage? We need to know what are long-term and short-term term goals are, the lifestyle we want, the values that are important to us. And we need to know that before we start dating. Many times I have young people I encourage to do certain exercises to help them understand themselves better. And somebody who's been dating for four or five years and hasn't yet met the right person, Mm -hmm. they are different than they were when they first began. Uh It's really important for them to reassess. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have told me, you know, what I thought was really important when I was 21 is not that important to me when I'm 28. And we need to reassess the type of person we're looking for. And as you go on and have more life experience, you realize that you can make shifts. But sometimes you need to do that by doing some writing and some talking Mm -hmm. and doing a little bit of introspection before you come to that realization. Great. Um, Any last thoughts on dating successfully for marriage that you want our listeners to know? I think it's a good idea when you're dating to make sure you vary the types of things you do. Interactive dates. Mm -hmm. um, You can't just always go to a movie and out for something to eat afterward or go to a lounge and walk around. There should be many different types of dates, a game night, a hike, grocery shopping together, cooking together, bowling, uh, at least a couple of long dates to see how each of you acts when you get tired. Okay, so you two have conducted dating mentor workshops for upwards of 20 years, and it has resulted in many, many successful marriages. Um, I'm wondering for our listeners who would like to become dating mentors and learn from you, how can they get to know when is your next uh, dating mentoring workshop? They can reach us at uh, info at jewishdatingandmarriage.com, and we will let them know when we're going to have an upcoming workshop. Um, and there'll be some changes. The, the writing to that address will get that to us, and we will let them know. Okay, outstanding. Great. Thank you so much, Rosie Einhorn and Sherry Zimmerman, for talking with us a bit about how to successfully date for marriage. Thank you. Thank you. And on today's edition of At Home in Jerusalem, we have just touched on this very, very important topic. So if you have questions for Rosie and Sherry about dating for marriage, you can send them an email also to datingmaze at H.com. That's datingmaze at H.com. And be sure to check out the wide variety of articles and audio classes in the section all about Jewish dating on H.com. And thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.